Everything you need is already inside of you. The world would not be what it is without you. When we begin to create change within us, we begin to create change in the world around us. Your journey to becoming your best self as the whole person starts right now. Welcome to the Rise Up For You podcast. I'm your host, Natalina. Thank you so much for joining us today. Through speaking with industry experts, authors, and amazing individuals throughout the world who have a message to share with you, we are bringing empowerment, inspiration, and strategies that you can instantly implement not only in your personal world, but your professional world as well. It is all about becoming the whole person and helping you rise up to the next level professionally and personally. We're here to serve individuals and companies and becoming their best and constantly growing into the next level. So today, super excited, we're going to be speaking with Rob Matthews. He's the director of the Institute for Entrepreneurship and Free Enterprise at Ball State University. And he just co-founded a book called Entrepreneurship the Disney Way. Really fascinating and really breaks down entrepreneurship and leadership innovation from the viewpoint of Disney and all of the success that they've had as a company. So today we talk about what is the number one tip for entrepreneurs to help drive results. What's the most important thing to consider when you want to increase innovation in an organization? What does it mean to be innovative? And my favorite topic of all is leadership. What does it mean to be a great leader and to help drive results in your company? Rise up for you and enjoy this episode. Rob, thank you so much for joining us today on the Rise Up For You podcast. It's really an honor to have you here. Thanks, Netta. I appreciate you having me. We always like to start off the episode by letting the audience get to know our guest. So I would love for you to tell us about yourself and all the great work that you're doing in your own words. Well, Netta, we, uh, my colleague and I, Mike Goldsby, my name's Rob Matthews. We, uh, we work at Ball State University. We uh, uh, research in areas of leadership, uh, entrepreneurship, innovation, uh, we also uh, recently published the book Entrepreneurship the Disney Way, so we're big Disney fans and uh, working on some different tool assessment tools and uh, just do a lot of training and, and developing of people. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about your journey because here on the Rise Up For You podcast, we always like to ask, you know, how you got to where you are today and, and why you're in the field that you're in. Um, so I would love to know that from you. Is there a particular interest in entrepreneurship and leadership, what was the journey that got you to where you are today? Well, I grew up in an entrepreneurial family. My dad had several retail businesses growing up, so I I had it in my blood. Um, But when I got into the family business, I quickly learned that I'm not so sure that that retail is is the path for me. And so I went back to graduate school and I started working with students and uh, entrepreneurship students specifically. And, and I just really loved investing in them and uh, the uniqueness that each of them brought. And, and that was really that moment where I thought, I, I like to develop people. I like to work with people and uh, help them grow. Mm, okay. So, I, I mean, this is a topic that is very dear to my heart as well. And it's funny that you tie it in with Disney, which is um, – a company that I think does a lot of things right that we can learn from. But I'd like to jump into that, you know, 
entrepreneurship the Disney way. So let's just talk about the, the crux right now of the of the book. And you talk about Walt Disney's mission and its core values. What's one key thing that they're doing right that we could start implementing today? I think they do a really good job of, of following the marketplace and seeing where things are headed. Uh, but they also, do, I think what... <clears throat> what really helps them do that is a, they listen to their people and B, they listen to their customers. Okay. They listen to the people and they listen to their customers. And I know that you talk a lot about their focus on the mission. You know, sometimes when we're building a company or even when we get too big, we start to lose sight of that. How do we make sure that we're staying right on track? One of the things that's so unique about Disney is that they've really, They've stuck to their roots while also looking forward to see where the market's headed. And you, you, can't, you can't always look backwards because things are changing very rapidly in this marketplace. But by the same token, Disney is unique. And what we can learn from them is that uh, Walt had this really simple view of just, just creating happiness. Just people should walk into their parks, watch their TV shows, read their books watch their movies and, and it should generate happiness, happy feelings, good memories. And the company has really stayed true to that through a lot of different generations, which is, which is a big challenge that organizations have. Well, some organizations don't even have a mission statement. You, you know what I mean? I think that in some ways they do, but to really have it defined and defined well, do, do you find that? Well, I would say that's true, but what's worse is when they have a mission statement and they don't even live by it at all. So that it, what it does is it creates confusion. Uh, it may be even printed in their, their materials or in their employee handbook or on their website, and it could be almost the joke of the employees of, yeah, our mission is to, uh, you know, to give the customer the best experience possible, but yet... All we see is the opposite of that with with cuts and efficiencies and things like that. So I think it's almost worse when companies have a stated mission statement that they don't really live by. And do you suggest, uh, what do you suggest, I guess, in regards to the mission statement? Do you suggest that maybe every six months Every year you go through it and make sure that you're abiding by it. I mean, I, I know I, I've been a part of companies that will look at a mission statement collectively, you know, in a, in a corporate room and, and look to see if they're walking that line. And they realize, oh, man, for the next for the past two years, we've been completely off of our mission. What do you th- what do you think is like the maintenance in regards to that? I think the key is. First of all, have a mission statement, but I would say distill it down to kind of a common purpose that everyone can live by that's really simple. And then it just becomes ongoing. I wouldn't say it's six months. I would say it's you live it. You you tie every role back to that purpose. So you keep it really simple. So it doesn't matter if it's the, the janitor. It doesn't matter... Uh, if it's a person at the front desk, it doesn't matter if it's a person uh, answering calls. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's a frontline per- person, a manager, a leader, an administrator. Uh, their role and what they are doing day by day should point right back to what the purpose of the company is. Mm. 
So as we know, Disney in particular is very innovative. Um, and as you mentioned, they're constantly staying on top of the trend and finding new ways to to reinvent themselves while staying alongside their mission. What would you say is one of the top tips for entrepreneurs or any corporate innovators to help continuously drive results as Disney has? I think the biggest thing is to understand what business you're in and to know what's changing in that industry on an ongoing basis. So if you look at Disney, I mean, they're, they're, they're in the entertainment business first and foremost, and that's true of the, obviously their, their, their TV networks, their movies, their uh, cartoons, their, uh, their parks and resorts. It's all about entertainment. It's all about creating good feelings. And so you have to look for, you have to dig deeper to say, okay, what, what are platforms we need to use? or we need to advance to so you're kind of skating towards the towards the, the, the where the puck's headed not not where it is today and i think a good example of this is uh if you look at the the content delivery platforms uh, disney is has is starting their own uh online content delivery yeah. uh, platform and it's really critical to to uh if you want to achieve that, that simple mission, okay, what's it going to take to get there and to stay on top? Mm. And what would you say is, you know, when you're trying to increase innovation in your organization, what, what's important? What's the first thing that needs to happen? Is it just looking at the trend and really getting out there and doing the market research? What would you say the most important thing is? Well, this is going to sound really simple, but what we have found is that most, most organizations don't do a good job of this at all. It's constantly listening, seeking feedback from, from all of your employees, making sure that your managers are engaged in coaching relationships with their employees to where they are hearing what's working and what's not working in the field, uh, whatever that you know would be based on different types of organizations. And, and just being humble enough to say, okay, we need to make some changes. Uh, we need to make it easier for our employees to do their jobs. We need to make it easier for them to fulfill our mission uh, individually and, and collectively. And I think a, a lot of companies get so wrapped up in the, the operations side of the business, the task side of the business. We ha- Okay, we have a checklist for today. We we have to do these five things. We have to make sure that we stay on the system and the task and the process at hand. And instead of saying, maybe it's not working, maybe we need to make some small adjustments. Maybe we need to make some big adjustments. So I think listening to what the customer and your employees are telling you is absolutely critical uh, to towards innovation. Well, I know that one of the things in regards to innovation, that's a scary word for some people, right? It's like, oh, we have to be innovative. What does that mean? Does that mean that we need to be Elon Musk and change the world? You know, <laughs> you know so what, I mean, what does that mean? Or how do we, how do we become innovative without, I guess, getting overwhelmed with this concept of creating massive change in the workforce? Yeah, that's a great question because you're right. So many people... Uh, view innovation as extremely disruptive and overwhelming and we're going to turn the company upside down tomorrow and the reality is what what usually happens in a more natural 
I use this word loosely, organic environment is uh, really you have small innovations. You have these incremental innovations like, hey, we're just going to change the way that we do our our checkout lines in a retail store Uh, or we're going to change the way that the customer, we're going to make a slight change to the way the customer books a fast pass at Disney world. And you add up all these small innovations and before you know it, you have some, some big innovations. So they don't have to be big. And in fact, companies that are saying, you know, we need to get better at change management and innovating. uh, They really should start some, Small. What are some small things we can do to, to make some small improvements uh, to our operation today uh, and then go from there? Yeah, I think that's a really uh, helpful tool and, and tip there. Um, Rob, one of the things that I, that I think you can agree with me on is that, I mean, first and foremost, in order to be innovative and to drive results and to really make an impact with your company as an entrepreneur, as a corporate innovator, is really leadership, right? It comes down to the leadership. Um, what would you say makes a good leader? I mean, that that's a big question, and we could probably talk about leadership all on its own episode, but I'd love to just touch on it you know, a little bit. You know, what makes somebody a good leader? What makes somebody able to impact and influence so that their team feels motivated to drive results. That's, this is one of my favorite things to talk about because uh, we're, we are developing the belief that innovation, employee engagement, le- leadership uh, are really all heavily tied together. And, and that's how you drive results. And so if you think about it in that way, uh, we like to say that when you have engaged employees, that drives innovation. So good, good employing, good leadership is really driven by engagement and innovation. So how do you do it? Uh, it's humility. I think you, two big things, you listen and you, you, you seek feedback. You seek feedback from, from your employees. And two, you are willing to serve them. Be, being willing to serve people will, will take you a long way in this world. And if if something is difficult for them in their job and you can listen and make that easier, the organization will benefit, uh, but the employee will obviously benefit, but you'll benefit too because you're going to get have more productive and engaged people who are, by the way, innovating. And I, I so 100% agree with you. And it's interesting because many leaders function the opposite way where it's you serve me you answer to me i tell you um oppose and you know i give you the feedback i do my assessments on you as the employee and you're absolutely right i mean it's really getting the feedback from the employees and it's really unfortunate but i was just reading an article the other day and the newest research shows that 70 percent of people that leave their company they leave because of their leadership you know, because it's yeah. um, not transformational or, uh, you know, they get feel put down or they feel, you know, it's a, a, a negative work environment. It's fascinating. Yes, it's it's so true. And and the number you're speaking of comes from Gallup. And uh, it, it's people leave organizations because of their manager, period. And 
we believe really good results start with leadership because uh, you have to have a clear direction. We talked about purpose and mission earlier. And employees have to feel like they are supported in their job. And if you're soliciting a, a wide array of perspectives, then you are going to innovate and change positively as, as an organization. Absolutely. Rob, it's been really an honor to have you on the show. I'd love to have you back and really just talk about, you know, elements of leadership, because I think that's such an important topic as well. And I know we can do a whole interview on it, Uh, but I'd love to jump into the power section and ask you, what's one book that you've read that's had a massive impact on your life that you would recommend to us? Well, I'm I'm in typical Rob Matthews fashion. I'm going to give you a trio of books because they're all very connected to me. Uh, so one would be purpose driven life by Rick Warren, uh, start with why Simon Sinek, and then, uh, the path by Lori Beth Jones. Wonderful. And thank you for that. Um, and you know, is there, I guess, one quote that you live by, maybe like a daily mantra or something that you've, um, a statement that's really resonated with you that you constantly use in your everyday life? Yeah. Um, Martha Graham, she was a, a famous uh, dancer and choreographer. Uh, she said, you are unique. And if that is not fulfilled, then something is lost. Mm. And if you can leave the world with one final message, we call it your golden nugget. What would your golden nugget be to us? So what I would say is you don't have to be perfect to be great, but you do have to be yourself to have a great impact. And lastly, Rob, how do we stay connected to you and how do we support you? Uh, so if, if you, uh, we have an assessment tool called the Entrepreneurial Leadership Instrument. You could take that at www.elprofile.com. And then on social media, you can find us uh, by way of Mind2, just the number two, Momentum. So Mind2, Momentum. Wonderful. And finally, last question. As you know, we are Rise Up For You. What comes to mind when you hear that phrase? You know, I've been thinking about this one. And uh, I guess uh, to get a little philosophical, or uh, we only get one life and each of us is unique. I mean, we're really all a party of one. And so I really believe it is our job uh to to rise up and live out our purpose and and our impact uh, on this world beautiful rob thank you again so much for joining us today thank you netta thank you for joining us today on the rise up for you podcast series we're here to serve you and inspire you to become your best self so that you can live a life that you are proud of If you haven't already, head over to our website, riseupforyou.com, and explore through all that we have to offer. Don't forget to subscribe while you're there for exclusive materials sent to you weekly, and also subscribe to this podcast. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and any other major podcast channel. Join us for our next episode, but until we meet again, rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater you tomorrow. Tomorrow.